In this bumper edition of Gareth Jones on Speed, we ask who the heck are the sponsors in F1? And go for a long drive in a lovely Lexus. Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. She's called Sarah. Hi there. He's called Richard. Hello. And I'm sure you can guess what I'm called. I thought in this part of this programme, we'd look at some of the sponsors in Formula One, because how often have you looked at an F1 car and thought, what the heck is Map Frame, for instance? Well, yeah. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> We've had this conversation about map free, haven't we? Yes. What are they? The South American insurers, aren't they? Is that what we worked out? Car insurance? What? Are they? I think so. Yeah. Map I'm so confused now that I genuinely can't remember. Well, we, if they're a real company. I mean, they're a real company. I can't remember what they really do. But I think if that's the case, if we look at an F1 car and we see the name of a sponsor on the side of the car and we don't know who they are, and then we look into it job done because the whole purpose of international sponsorship is to get your product which might be known in one territory known in all territories if you've got a national brand and you want to make it international you sponsor an international sport that's why it happens so given that this is always difficult isn't it like great case in point on the williams's in in bygone years they'd be going around the world with Rexona written on the Rexona. side. Rexona! And then for the British Grand Prix, they would hastily repaint that as Shaw yeah. because it's the same thing with yeah. a different name in this country. You know, it's the classic Opal Fruits versus yeah. Starburst situation. Yeah. Which You've they've sort of Got to have one here. brand. Why don't they use Shaw around the world? Perhaps because if you're, I don't know, Italian, it would be pronounced Sure or something like that? Yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, hey now, stop it. <laughs> I, I think you mean not Rexona. <laughs> oh, I never. So let's have a look at some of the sponsors. We'll go alphabetically through the F1 grid at the moment. Alfa Romeo Racing, whose official name of the team is Alfa Romeo Racing. Right, yes. Because Alfa Romeo are simply sponsors of that team. It's run by Sauber Engineering. That's the way it works. Mm. But they're sponsored by Alfa Romeo. It's a multi-year deal, signed in 2018. Don't know how long it's going to run for. Because change of management at fit. Expiry Chrysler. date unknown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, these things can change, can't they? Their major partners are Adler. That's what Larry Adler, the well-known harmonica player. Suitcase people, is that Adler? Adler. 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 Not entirely certain. I'm just going to spend this segment looking things up. Go on. I don't even know what that is. Hang on. Carrera, who make sunglasses. We yeah. so that's kind of aspirational, cool. Claro who are a communications company, who were on Sauber previously. Richard Miller, M-I-L-L-E, is that how you pronounce it? Miller, Mill, Mile? Mill. Oh, I was saying Is that an alcohol? Is that alcohol? I might have this completely wrong. No, they're watches, but they sponsor, like, (laughs) super high-end watches, sort of like, you know, 100 grand. Aren't they on every team? They are. And if you notice, like, Martin Brundle has a Richard Miller watch and stuff. They're very distinctive and, I think... Completely vulgar watches. <laughs> and yeah, a lot of them. I think anyone who's not got another affiliation with the watch company in F1 seems to just pick oh, up a Richard yeah. Miller. Unless they're a bit low rent, then I think Is sometimes it? they get TW Steel or something. But yeah, yeah. Because they're much cheaper watches. But... They've got Rolex that partners with the entire F1. But there's, yeah. Only, yeah. there's only three Rolex ambassadors, would you believe? 
We've got Jackie Stewart, who's one. Happy birthday, actually, Jackie, two weeks ago. Yeah, happy birthday. Made it to 80. Well done. Made it to 80. So he's an ambassador for Rolex. Mark Webber is an ambassador. And, is he? Yes, and so is Nico Rosberg. Yeah. Uh, and that's it? That's it, because uh. the thing about Rolex is they're a major partner with the Formula One, but because of these current rights deals, they can't get in and get lots of access. And because a lot of the teams, as we are seeing, are affiliated with other watch brands internally. Right. So I think teams like, is it Tag Watches that have got Rolex are affiliated with? But they all walk around with these massive watches, weighing their wrists down. Yes, the Mercedes team have IWC. I know that, because that's on their cars. And I think those are the watches that used to be on their gloves. You know, so have a fake watch drawn on the gloves. Yeah, yeah so Mercedes do that. So, yeah, well, sorry. I, I want that glove to work. It can't be beyond the realms of technology that that drawn-on watch on the Mercedes driver's glove, it should have a sweep hand. They should be able to find some way of making that work. Well, you could do it with, like, e-ink or something, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, go on. You dug out who Adler? Adler, because yeah. I looked it up originally. Adler.co.uk takes you to a business gifts company. You know, they do like branded, branded mouse mats and really, like and, you know, USB sticks. Oh, it's yeah. not them. It's not them. Oh, really? <laughs> it, it turns out that Adler is a leading company in the design, development, and manufacturing of components for the automotive industry. Founded in Ottaviano in Italy in 1956. Oh. So there you go. There good one. Good nice. one. Okay. Other sponsors include Singer Beer. We like a bit of singer. We know yeah. they oh, are. Yeah. That reminds me of Bali slash Thailand. Yeah, yeah. Anywhere in Southeast Asian singer or even that local Thai restaurant we've got around here. Yeah. EGV. Don't know who they are nope. or what that is. Globear. We can imagine who or what they do. Globear. I think my kids have got those. Globear. <laughs> Little things that light up at night like a nightlight. Is that them? No, <laughs> I don't think not. it's that. HP. Who knew oh, that they it sourced yeah, yeah, on bacon, yeah. yeah. Iveco or Iveco, depending on how you say it. Industrial Vehicular Consortium or Corporation, I think that's what it stood for, wasn't it? It was originally yeah, formed between Fiat, Magiris Deutz, and a couple of lesser Italian commercial vehicle manufacturers. Then there was a joint venture with Ford, then that ended, and I think these days it's run by some Dutch industrial investment firm. Well, they make lorries and vans, they do. don't they? That's, they that's do. their gist. But they're also Mitsubishi there. But I Mitsubishi. Guess Mitsubishi, the wider group that makes... Printers. God knows. Yeah. Do you know what? I've just thought of something. Go on. I think that HP is actually a Hewlett Packard, the printer oh, maker, not the source people. Oh, I thought it was... So there's lots of electronics things here. Who else uh, they got? New I... Balance, they make trainers. They do. They're British, aren't they, New Balance? I think are they? they are from Carlisle. I think. I think, yeah. I think they are quite cool. New Balance. Um, the looking up device I, again. I reckon HP is in fact nothing to do with uh, Hewlett Packard. No, I reckon it's higher purchase. They've bought this team on the higher purchase. They're paying bits month by month by month. That's what I reckon. Pirelli, of course. Save the children. Nice to see a charity associated with a team. Uh, yeah. New Balance, founded in 1906 in the Cumbrian town of there Boston, Massachusetts. What? <laughs> so, close, Gareth, but not quite. Really? Yeah. Really? I believed that they were a Cumbrian company, a British company, since I did a huge launch for them in 1986 on Get Fresh. Really? Anyway, it was in Cumbria, apparently. Really? So the company's made... What a bizarre way of expressing it. The company's made total profits of approximately $69 billion since 1992. That's quite a long time. Anyway, so they they sponsor that. Trainers, Pirelli Tyres, Save the Children. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Many teams have got a charity charity as a partner. They're not necessarily sponsors, they're partners. Finn, do you mind? We're trying to record. No, you don't mind. Okay. 
Thank you. Sparco, race yeah, suits. Yeah. Every team has got a supplier for race suits. Mayer. I don't Walter, know who. Walter, Walter Mayer. Mayer. No idea. It sounds like a bloke who was an actor in a 70s comedy in a sitcom in the States. Walter. Walter Mayer. Yeah, okay, okay. I've been here all night. Yeah, we are. It's good. Oh, my God. Walter Mayer is a machine industry company to be purchased by Italian air conditioning and heat pump manufacturer Clima Veneta. Thrilling. Yes. Business is quite boring sometimes, isn't it? Sure. What goes on. And they also have suppliers. 3D Systems, Brutsche Ruger, Carbon Connect, Interol, Rydal, Singapore Airlines. So that's a good roster. What's the Singapore yeah, Airlines be, be do quite, for It would be quite handy to have an airline sponsor, don't you think? I mean, You've got to move do. a lot of people that's around. That's a supplier rather than a sponsor. So yes. I suppose it's like what they supply. Uh, so supply flights, perhaps. Maybe they should do it. Uh, uh, Finn, give it a rest. I feel like every team has some sort of printing alliance. It's so Technology weird, isn't it? We're all supposed NEC, to be sort of Epson. in a paperless world and these high-tech teams are all printing out stuff. Why are they doing that? Hmm. Mm. Good question. You don't see that much paper in the pit lane, do you? Probably a paper jam. Just... <laughs> okay, so staying in Italy, although Alfa Romeo the team are Swiss, aren't they? Ferrari, or as they're correctly known, did you know that this is the official name of the Ferrari team? Scuderia Ferrari Mission Winnow. Mm. That's their name. That's but incredible. they keep having to take that off the cars, don't yeah, they? Because yeah. it's too Mission close to... Winnow. Yeah, which is Philip Morris, Marlboro. It's their brand. Ah, it's yeah. amazing that they're allowed to do that. It truly is. I've said this before. Philip Morris own all, I believe, of the real estate, I think they call it, on the Ferrari car. And then they sublet that to other partners, such as... Shell, Ray-Ban, Kapersky, the antivirus people, UPS, who are logistics, yeah. Lenovo, that's their computer mm. suppliers, Wei Chai, how do you say that, Wei Chi? Wei Chai, Wei Chinese Wei company, what are they, technology company, yeah. I don't know. Hublot. Hublot watches. Yeah, another watch company. Yeah, Marla. They make pistons and things. Do they? Yeah, they're an engine bits. Intriguing. OMR, which I believe were an 80s Electronica band, weren't yeah, they? And, or was it OMD? And, and AMD, oh, AMD. Yeah, <laughs> OMR of, and AMD. It does explain why uh, Sebastian Vettel gets around in Ray-Bans all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, they have to be seen to be promoting these brands, definitely. Mm. You'd be quite pleased about that, wouldn't you? Because as a sponsor, that's like, oh, I get free and quite nice sunglasses. Mm-hmm. I'd be really chuffed. As many Ray-Bans as I can carry in my bag home. Brilliant. <laughs> I would go, I would Sponsored by, I don't know, Ugg boots. I don't want them. Just I've got to. Lewis Hamilton and his association with Tommy Hilfinger. I mean, mm. what the actual. I think Lewis Hamilton thinks he's. Okay, right. I'm going to try and be PC here. <laughs> You're not going to be, are you? So I love it when she gets like this. <laughs> Seriously, it's like he's come straight out of Zoolander. <laughs> And I'm sorry, but all those Instagram posts, I mean... <laughs> but you know he's got his own brand. I think he thinks he's 50 cents sometimes. Do you not think? I, he does. He, he had a headscarf on in some photos recently. He was being... Was it Snoop Dogg or one of those? I where's I don't know. I mean, it does make me giggle from yeah. time to time. But he, um, he's I mean, got he's, his own he's, brand he's, with... He's get so, up. He's just... Yeah, he's... he's with Tommy Hilfiger. He's yeah, he does, stuff, he does, he? he does, he yeah, does. He's gone he from, you know... A range. Where were we? Their supplies, Ferrari supplies, Pirelli... Puma, mm-hmm. 8-cap, are they related to 50 cents or to 2-pack? <laughs> Is that more than 2-pack, 8-cap? <laughs> Lazome, don't know who they are. Excuse me. Infor, 
Experis. You'd love that name. That's the most business yeah. name I've ever Experis. heard. Experis, yeah. yeah. I know what Experis do. What? No, they do. Because I work what? as a freelance. What do they do? Yeah, no, they help with timesheets and stuff. They're what? like a... Um, Logistics, business logistics. Yeah, yeah, management. yeah, yeah. They do. They help with suppliers and freelancers okay. and getting. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're an employment agency. Employment agency. Yeah, there you go. Oh. So if it wasn't for experience, I wouldn't get paid every week. If oh. my current contract. Hey. Job. Yes. There so we go. go Ferrari, girl. That's what you should be saying. Go Vettel, go. <laughs> and we know how much you love him. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know I like this. Uh, oh well, so there we go. Oh, so there's another mystery solved. SKF, they're no, an engineering firm, aren't they? Are they? Yeah. Okay. Magneti Marelli, they yeah, do car, um, car technology, electronics. NGK spark plugs, Brembo brakes, Redel. Don't know who they are. Vista Jet. I'm gonna guess. Gotta be a holiday so. company, isn't it? Going to be a well, charter holiday. It's like NetJets type things, right? It's yeah. private jet hires. I don't know. Sure and Iveco, or Iveco, as mentioned before. Right, Haas Energy, we're going alphabetically here, AFH, whose correct title is Rich Energy Haas F1 team. Of course, Rich Energy. See how long that lasts. Did I say anything out loud there? Their other key partners are Jack and Jones. Yeah, that's it sounds to me like a preschool program, doesn't it? Like Jack two and Jones. puppets who live on a canal boat. I bought quite a nice long sleeve T-shirt from them, and then it shrank in the wash, and I was a bit disgruntled. Was it expensive? No, not mega expensive. It's probably why it shrunk. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't cheap. I mean, anyway, let's not get bogged down in that. Peak. Mm-hmm. Who knows what that is? The Peak District. Maybe. Oh, that's good. A yeah. region of Derbyshire sponsoring a Formula One team. Who'd have thought that? Blue not- Def. Blue Def. Wasn't that a thing that Janet Street Porter created for BBC Two a long time ago? Branded London. <clears throat> that's a sort of perversion, isn't it? Where people go to be branded in London? I think mm. Sob goes there, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, the man's not here to defend himself. And surprise, surprise, Richard Mill again. And their suppliers are Alpine Stars and Pirelli. Now, if you were going to have a supplier for your race suits, I think Alpine Stars are one of the coolest. They're cooler than a lot of the others. Are they? Oh, yeah. I associate Alpine Stars with motorcycles. They do a lot of motorcycles. Mm, they do, so yeah. yeah. Quite power rangery. <laughs> McLaren. What is McLaren's official name? Just McLaren, isn't McLaren. it? McLaren. And there's a reason for that. They don't want the sponsor to cloud yeah. the brand because Mac- they've got road cars to sell. McLaren have chosen not to find a main sponsor, it says here, according to Chief Executive Zach Brown, as it would dilute the visibility of the McLaren brand. In other words, I we thought I'd find read that somewhere. I realised I'd read it on that piece of paper that you're <laughs> earlier on. Yeah, but on the one hand, you go, well, they've got road cars to sell. They need to sort of end the I technology division quite good. and stuff. I quite on the like other hand, that they keep themselves authentic. Their sponsors include Dell, computers, printers, Petrobras, who I believe are leaving McLaren soon, the Brazilian Mm. petroleum organisation, because of some corruption thing in Brazil. Logitech, who make um, computer peripherals, my webcam, for instance. British American Tobacco. Isn't that fascinating? British American Tobacco. They've got a message, haven't they, on the car? Can't remember what it is, and they have to take it off for some reason. Oh, yeah, I think it said smoke more cigarettes. That's it, yeah. Viva, don't know who they are, and I don't mean the Vauxhall car of the 1960s and 70s. Estrella. Estrella, is it Estrella? Estrella Galicia. Now, is that the beer? It this must the beer, be, isn't it? Mm. It must be. Hitlon. I think that's supposed to say Hilton. I think it probably is. The hotel but people. They got a dyslexic person to write this out, I think. Well, I think um, it says Hitler, I don't know. 
Let's hope it's not Hitler. Weird. He hasn't sponsored a Formula One team since the Mercedes scene of the 1930s, has he? Mm. Yeah. FedEx Pro, or FX Pro, as it's called here now. CNBC, fake news. Oh, yeah. No, that's, well... Fox. Anyway. Yeah. I, Fox is yeah. fake news, isn't it? It's all fake news. No, it's all true. SAP... They do logistics? sort of business stuff. Yeah, yeah. They? they advertise a lot in airports. I never they understand do. that. They've got a logo, a very good logo. Yeah, why do people advertise in airports with such business things because like business people, people travel going through? yeah no but so do normal people albeit not as much but mm. I don't know I find that if you're really good at business why would you just go oh that's a, that reminds me we do need some logistics doing yeah I'll get that company I saw in the airport what are they called again <laughs> other sponsors from McLaren include Kaust don't know who they are Husky chocolate. Mm. Imagine a chocolate oh, flavoured yeah. like an Arctic dog. Mm. They're a bit <laughs> anusy, those dogs as well. Well, that's, that's really a, off-putting. I don't want husky chocolate. It sounds like a euphemism for dog poo. That is the USP of the husky. If you've ever been on a husky sled, which I have done several mm, times, you well. will know that huskies don't need to stop to poo. No. But you have to make sure your sled's got the poo guard in place, because otherwise yeah. you might get a bit... Gobful, yeah. Where were we? Richard Mealy again. Gets around, doesn't he? He does, yes. Yeah. Sponsoring watches. McLaren and Ferrari and Sauber, or, sorry, Alpha. Their suppliers at McLaren include Sparco, standard proper race suits, Volvo trucks, probably, for the moving of the McLaren stuff around, Sickens, you can only imagine what that is, spelled S-I-K-K-E-N-S, NK, who make the wheels for them, Mazak, don't know who they are, Calsonic Kansai, Japanese sports equipment, I'm guessing, that's what it sounds like, Techno Gym, another sports equipment company, Hoot Kit, which has got to be another name for a build-it-yourself bagpipes, I've got my hoot kit here, they're going to make it into a bagpipe. What, Richard? Well, I'll tell you one thing, Calsonic can say have a branch in Flanetti, whatever it is they do. <laughs> I'm not joking, they? one in Washington in the northeast, another one in Sunderland. What the hell do they do? A uh, Japanese automotive company, which has 58 manufacturing centres spread throughout the US and the European Union, South Korea, and they make bits, I guess. Bits Amazing. Kenwood. Now, which Kenwood is that? Is that Kenwood Audio or is it Kenwood Kitchen Mixers? What do you think? Mm. Or Kenwood, the, uh, the house the in North house London. Hampstead Heath in London, yeah. That have classical music. Uh, I guess it's going to be the hi fi people, but who Almost knows? Certainly. They, they famously made the stereo for the McLaren F1 road car in all those years ago, and yep. they've had a long standing relationship with McLaren. All their F1 cars now have lightweight uh, array, array, yeah. AM FM radio. Stratasys, which sounds like another Business management company, bollocks, yeah. and Pirelli. Okay, Mercedes, going to storm through these now. Mercedes, whose full title is Mercedes AMG. Now, everyone says Patronus F1 team, but it's not Patronus. It's Petronas. It's the national petrol firm of Malaysia, Petronas. Their main sponsor is Patronus, who bring in £39.5 million a year. That's a lot of money mm. for one sponsor, isn't it? But you are... It's a hefty figure. The Mercedes F1 team makes a profit. Did you know that? It's one of the few Hmm. operations that actually makes a profit for their owners. Okay, their other key partners, UBS Logistics. No, that's the bank. UPS of the... uh, Oh, yes, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Thank you, Richard. Good uh, catch. Qualcomm technology, computer software, hardware, actually, and Uh, advanced military stuff. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Qualcomm have put a very localised 5G network in the Mercedes pit wherever they go for faster data transfer. When the car comes in, it immediately starts sending data to the computer. If it's 5G, 
Yeah, someone told me. 5G, you know, we appreciate 5G's coming and it's going to be super fast, but we don't appreciate how fast necessarily. And I think the guy who told me about this said you could do a full-length high-def movie in a couple of seconds. Cool. And 5G is principally there to support the Internet of Things, apparently. Yeah. Bandwidth. It's all about bandwidth. Epson, more printing. More printing. You love a bit of office printing, don't you? Mm-hmm. Bose. Yeah. The sound. Oh, yeah. You, you see Both. it on the all their. And also, whenever they're in the pits, the guys wearing headphones got mm. bows on the side. Brilliant use of. A lovely sponsor as well. You go, oh, what? Yeah. We all get free headphones? Mmm. Mm. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we wouldn't mind to, you know, walk away with a pair of bows. Yeah, we'd all like that. Tommy Hilfiger, IWC Schlafhausen. Schlafhausen is the watch people. Oh, really? I thought it was a breed of dog. It's that as well. Yeah. Dog watches. Hewlett Packard Enterprise. Why are they printing so much stuff? You don't need that many printers in F1. I feel like Mercedes Mars. Going on. Marriott Bonvoy, which is International Hotels and yes. Travel. Yes. Mercedes must have to turn away sponsors at this point, don't you yeah. think? Yeah, yeah. No I bet they, they do. finish up as a profit. Yeah. Imagine being in that situation. Who have you got on the phone this time? It's Canon. No more printers. <laughs> Can't move in here for printers. Get me some cool stuff. We've got like, a man from Brother outside yeah, the door. Oh, no. and he's got his brother with him as well um, there's a jam of printer manufacturers oh! well it's typical isn't it they always do that <laughs> pure storage monster energy crowd strike what the that heck? sounds like a really awful computer game <laughs> tibco that's a made-up company from a sitcom <laughs> reggie perrin would work at tibco I mean, that's just that is a fictional company <laughs> Their suppliers include Puma race suits, EBM Paps, or M Paps. It's got to be. How do you say that? M Paps. Oh, my goodness. No idea. Tata Communications. Yeah. Con Cranes. Kona. Kona Cranes, I think that is, isn't it? Kona Crane. No, Kona Cranes. No, it's just because it's all been run together. I think that's... Kona, though. Awful lot of typos in this from a business website I printed this up from. OMP. What is OMP? We see uh, that everywhere, don't we? I think it's how young people express amazement. Oh, that's right. Yes, that'll do. Axe Alter, Azos, Oz Racing, Wales, of course, Endless, Pirelli, and Seedlip. Endless? You can only guess. That sounds a bit like another energy drink. I'm sure it's not. Endless. Funny no, I think it's a it. laxative, isn't it? <laughs> I'm on the road again. Sounds like a title to a song, doesn't it? Maybe I'll write that one. But first, I've got to drive this car that I'm in to North Wales. And what a lovely car I'm in. It's a Lexus. And you know I like a Lexus because I owned a Sora for nearly, what, 20 years, 19 years, something like that. And the car that I'm driving now, you could argue, is the direct progeny of that car. My Sora, of course, was a Toyota Sora, but sold in the US as a Lexus. The Lexus SC300, that was the six-cylinder straight six, or the SC400, that was the four-litre V8. And the car that I'm in is a Lexus LC500H. Yep, it's a hybrid coupe. You could argue that this car is an ultra Prius because a lot of the technology in this car has been well proven by the Prius, which is an incredibly popular vehicle. They've sold 
hundreds of thousands of Priuses. And imagine all the data that you get back from running such a huge fleet of hybrid vehicles and how you can filter that technology into the rest of your cars and vice versa because remember Lexus have been doing hybrids for wow what 15 years maybe more maybe even 20 years not quite 18 years I guess and I remember the Lexus LS 600H I think it was called I had that was a hybrid with lots of tech on board so Lexus have been doing high tech for a long time and this is a very high-tech car and I think Lexus are letting us know that through the image of the car the sort of uh, what do they call it um, palette of materials inside lots of kind of darker stainless steel and leather as thick as an attache case an 80s attache case with nice thick white stitching it is a very beautiful thing the interior of this car i'll describe that another time but it's very techy and a lot of the controls i think arguably unnecessarily complex i've been in simpler to understand vehicles recently it's a bit confusing there's a trackpad for the info data screen which is huge, by the way, the info data screen. Enormous horizontal thing sitting under a nice shelf in the dash, right in the centre. And you configure it to show all sorts of different things. At the moment, it's showing navigation, one half the screen, and the other half the title of the piece of music that I've just been listening to. That It's streaming from my phone effortlessly. That was really good. And it didn't offer Android Auto which I'm very happy about because Android Auto always messes everything up in my opinion. Yeah, it's got an option for apps on the screen which I haven't explored yet but it was just a link to a store to buy apps. Whether you can actually add Android Auto or Apple CarPlay, is that what it's called? I'm sure you can, I'm sure you can. It's an amazing stereo, a Mark Levinson, of course. We've come to a halt, by the way. I'm on the M1 and it's very quiet because being a hybrid this thing will turn its engine off as often as it can and it will pull away using electric power only as long as it can as long as it's got power in the battery that's gathered from braking and that's the only way it's going to get energy gathered from braking you can't plug it in and recharge we're rolling again interesting that as we were sat still for i don't know 15 20 seconds the adaptive cruise turned off so I'm just resetting it now. Uh, we're on a 40 mile per hour limit at the moment. Uh, just tweaking with one hand. There we go, 40. And it's a lovely thing. And get this, call me crazy, but I'm driving this thing in eco mode. Why the heck not? I've just driven through London. I don't need the 300 brake horsepower that you get from the 3.5 litre V6 hybrid VVT Plus, I think they call it, engine. It's three and a half litre V6. This is at 298 brake horsepower at 6,600 revs, uh, using the uh, hybrid power as well to give you a bit of extra oomph. Did you hear that beeping then? That was me drifting out of a lane because this car, it says it's got steering assist and lane assist, but all it does at the moment is beep when you get near a lane I haven't seen it recognise a pair of lanes and 
keep me in it yet it may be a settings thing it may be that someone's turned it off and I've got to explore the menu to turn that back on you know I like that if it's available I will always use it Lexus being a techie vehicle really should have that really should have that now I was given a choice when I chose this car have I told you the story of why I chose this car no then I'll begin I was in Islington the other day walking through Islington and a car went past and I swung round to look at it my neck almost dislocated because it was such a striking looking vehicle it definitely caught my eye and it was not just the grille but the whole profile of the car and then the rear as it went past and it was an LC500 I'm not sure which one but it's seldom a car goes by and I say out loud wow unless perhaps it's a I don't know, an orange Ford Capri with a wide body or something like that, or a Cupertina Savage or something like that. You know, wow! Or a Grinnell Scorpion, something extraordinary. But this went past, and I went, wow! Oh! I want to drive one! Now, that's a pretty powerful response, isn't it? For any image of a car. It looked so dramatic on the road I absolutely wanted one and this car was interesting I've seen pictures of it it photographs reasonably well but when you see it in the flesh it's outstanding it's a bit like a supermodel you know supermodels always look good then you meet them in the flesh and you go wow an extraordinary looking person not that we all meet supermodels all the time but when it happens and it has happened I've met one or two you wouldn't know their names actually you might but I won't name drop here and this car yeah it's got supermodel looks and by that I mean it's got really extreme looks that massive egg box spindle grill that looks as if someone took a Bentley grill and put it through Photoshop to bend it and warp it I mean it's really dramatic and very distinctive and really good looking you know a lot of cars are kind of identity kit these days with their trapezoidal grill let's make our car look distinctive how are we going to do it fit a trapezoidal grill everybody has those so this is the opposite of that this is some polygonal grill you know pinched at the sides amazing looking thing and then the profile of this car is all sharp angles and it's in this sort of sonic titanium I think they call the colour officially it's a kind of a dark silver graphite very tech looking and it absolutely caught my eye and we say quite a lot on this programme don't we the way cars look sells cars and this car is a real looker I don't know how many they've sold Lexus don't sell anywhere near as many cars as Mercedes or BMW there's no real reason for that sorry I'm talking about in the UK maybe in other markets like the US it's different but in the UK I don't think they sell those sort of numbers I might be right in saying that their biggest selling car is their CT200 is that what it's called the little Lexus it's basically a posh Prius I didn't say that in fact I took one to Le Mans a few years ago rather enjoyed it it was alright even though it wasn't a performance car this is a performance car it's got a 0 to 60 time of 5 seconds on the dot I had a choice when I called up to book this car I wrote to Lexus and said have you got an LC500 I could have I really fancy one they said yes Gareth we have a choice which one would you like the V8 or the hybrid and I had to make a difficult decision 
do I go for a Lexus with a V8 pure petrol engine or do I do the hybrid V6 now the bloodthirsty amongst us the petrol thirsty would say get the V8 but Lexus do hybrids and Lexus do hybrids really well and that's what they do so I made the bold decision I thought I'd go for the future hybrid car because that's the way things are going at the moment you know they're all going to be hybrids and I was going to be driving through London a little bit so I thought I'd use the eco hybrid electric power part of this car too which is cool it's nice to have a car that can do that in terms of performance i don't know how this compares exactly i haven't double checked the figures or even checked the figures how the hybrid v6 compares to the v8 but i bet there's very little difference in performance and maybe the v8 because it's lighter will do i don't know 4.6 4.7 seconds 0 to 62 this is five seconds i'm guessing if you're in front of a google machine right now have a look see if you can find out what the v8 version of the lexus lc 500 does north to 62 top speed governed to 155 of course so top speed's academic it won't make the sort of noise that the v8 does but it does make an interesting noise because it's got this incredible 10 speed cvt electric gearbox really quite something then it does rev up freely as you know there's always a bit of rev and catch up and it'll rev and catch up and it make an interesting noise you know it's a science fiction car we like a bit of science fiction and it's got three well more than three modes to drive in i'm driving in eco mode like i said i can select the modes with these huge gnarled dials gnarled knobs on the end of a something that's about the size of a cotton reel do you remember cotton reels? When was the last time you saw a cotton reel? Imagine two cotton reels sticking out of the binnacle where the speedo sits, one on either side, like a pair of horizontal ram's horns sticking out sideways, or bull's horns sticking out sideways. Almost Citroen-esque in its bonkersness. I kind of like it. Well, the left-hand one has got big gnarled rotary dial, and as I cycle through it... Okay, I was in Eco, it's gone straight to Sport S. I go up again, Sport S Plus. Okay, I go down, and it goes to Comfort. And I go down again, and it goes to Eco. I was driving a little bit in Comfort in London, because it's got adaptable suspension, and London roads are really very potholed. So I think you want maximum suspension softness for that. When I'm driving around later, I shall experiment with Sport and Sport Plus. I can imagine which road I'm going to drive with Sport Plus mode already. I'm on my way to North Wales, let me tell you. I'm going up to do a gig I did last year, and that's to host a big charity event, a gig called Zip Rock. It was called Zip World Rocks last year. This year it's called Zip Rock, and it's given Welsh spelling, Z-I-P, ROC, although there is no Z in the Welsh alphabet. There really isn't. We don't need it. We do with a soft S. But because the venue that it's at is called Zip World, spelt Z I P, then the event is called Zip Rock. 
and it's a gig organised by my good friend Mike Peters from the Alarm and his wife Julie Peters in the day there's a big charity walk and in the evening there's a big gig with lots of bands playing this time we've got a host of Welsh bands Mafia Mr Hughes are playing Cor Penryn an amazing Welsh choir that'll break your heart when you hear them sing we've got two very well known Welsh vocalists playing a woman called Ellen Fleer and a man called Bryn Vaughan who sing nice pop tunes beautiful voices amazing and then the rock part of the gig is taken up by Miles Hunt from the Wonder Stuff performing I don't know if he's performing with his violinist as well Erica Knuckles I hope he is she's tremendous and then the headline act is Cast you know John Power used to be in the Lars yeah Cast are playing and I'm looking forward to meeting John Power because we live in the same town but we've never met and there'll be lots of other stuff on as well other bands playing Mike Peters is playing and I'm sure he will perform with perhaps one or two of the other artists as well it's a lovely lovely event and I've got a lovely lovely vehicle to sit in traffic on the M1 on a Friday at oh, it's now 12.30 got a long way to go this car's got amazing range I got in the car and it was promising 550 miles, I think, range, was it? Or was it 450 miles range? I think it was 550 miles. Amazing range. So it's either very thrifty or it's got a huge fuel tank or that hybrid system really helps keep it economical. We'll find out. No point driving it in any other mode other than comfort or economical. And I like that. I like an adaptive car that you can adapt for different scenarios you know city driving traffic jam driving fast motorway cruising this is a gt it's going to be good for that and then a bit of snowdonia yeah because that's where i'm going bethesda in snowdonia which means a lot of a5 driving then probably some scoopy loopy roads if i get a bit of time as well so i may have the perfect car for this journey it really is lovely and how quiet it is because listen electric car we're doing five miles per hour and whispering how about that do you remember last year i went up i called the program come on feel no noise well that's what lexus do a car you have to whisper in the only noise you can hear is that scania lorry alongside me yeah i know we've come to a stop but we were rolling for a large part of that night had to drop my voice that's Rolls Royce refinement isn't it and that's what Lexus does so this car ticks Lexus boxes is it techie yes is it quiet (laughs) yes hybrid yes well built oh yes isn't it it does give an impression of premium you know that question what is premium that we ask these days because even humble Fords and Hyundai's have amazing tech on board these days so what do you get when you pay for premium well this car you get a sense of solidity I mean it really is I mean it's probably a very heavy car because it's got batteries on board and they do their best to limit the weight in fact I remember a few years ago Toyota started using aluminium wound rotors instead of copper on their electric motors to save weight that's cool isn't it 
I bet this car's got that. I don't know for sure. I'll have to look it up. In fact, I'll drive it for a little while. I'll do a little bit of research on the tech in this car and I'll report back to you about that. But yeah, it's solid. Oh yes, it's solid. Huge flying buttress between the passenger seat and the centre console for you to hold on to. It feels absolutely rigid. I was concerned when I got in. I thought, oh, it's not quite as commodious as my old Sora coupe was. But that was because... (laughs) the chap who delivered it the wonderful Jeff he's one of the little fellas I hadn't realised I got in the car and he had the seat set really high so for the first time I took the car out every time I leaned to look out the driver's door mirror I banged my head on the door frame I thought that's no good it's a bit small and then I realised oh yeah I need to put the seat a bit lower down it really is a coupe I've got used to driving some upright cars recently and with a coupe you sit with your bum on the floor so I put the seat down and yeah now I've got loads of room in here it's lovely it's a generous big old GT coupe what are we competing with here well it's a 90 grand car well 86 grand or thereabouts with the options that this car's got like the head up display in the Mark Levinson sound system it's got some good stuff so what's it competing with 911s top end Caymans perhaps it's more of a GT Cruiser than a sports car like the Cayman but it's definitely you know expensive Jag possibly even Aston Martin territory can you get an Aston Martin for 90 grand I don't know a good one sure you can but yeah really lovely I'm enjoying it well I was enjoying it until we came to a complete halt in traffic sitting still can't wait to get moving again We'll rejoin Gareth in a bit as he explores the Lexus LC500H. But right now, we return to Gareth, Richard and Sarah's discussion about sponsors in F1. Gareth, don't speed! Racing Point F1 team who are called Sport Pacer Racing Point F1 team. Now, Sport Pacer bring £35 over three years... 35 million US dollars, I should say. I looked into what they are. are, They're a Kenyan betting company. Really? Mm -hmm. Because it was all very nebulous on the website. Yeah, read up about them. They're interesting. Kenyan betting. That sounds like a sure. No, it's totally, totally good. Yeah, fine. No worries about it. Don't worry about it. Just put it out of your mind. Their uh, other key partners include BWT, that water company. Yeah, that's where the pink comes from, isn't it? That's Mm. their colour. You can have a BWT water treatment thing fitted to your tap at home, which would make your water luxurious, Mm. apparently. Bombardier, who are the light plane manufacturer or commercial airline manufacturer. Canadian, I believe. Don't they have a facility in Northern Ireland as well? Don't they build there? But I think Bombardier bought shorts out. We're looking it up to find out. While Richard's doing that, here's their sponsor. Are they the same as the train maker that makes all Yeah, yeah, I think it's the same, same group, group, yeah. Bombardier. Yeah. Bombardier. Bombardier? I can't remember. Bombardier it is, yeah, the um, Canadian, French Canadian. The little Bombardier. Oh, right, so they make Lear jets. Wow. Bombardier oh. own Lear. Yeah, apparently. And I think they own shorts. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but I think they own. They make loads of planes. Wow, mm. look at this. Lots of aircraft. Oh, they sell pre-owned aircraft as well. I'd love it. <laughs> Racing Point's partners include Breast Cancer Care, which is kind of good, especially as they're a pink-coloured yeah, car a lot of the time, because pink is often a breast cancer charity colour, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So that all works together well. Canada Life, 
really Canada life, eh? Claro, who are also sponsoring, I think, the Alfa Romeo team. Infinitium, it's another company with a made-up name for the business. That could be anything, couldn't it? JCB. Now, I think I've mentioned this before. I campaigned, I wrote to Jordan many, many, many years ago, suggesting that they made JCB one of their sponsors because it was a perfect colour match for Mm. their team. And look, Racing Point used to be Force India, who used to be... Spiker, who used to be, what was the name after they were Jordan? Midland. Midland, that was it. So ultimately, my dream paid out. NEC, printers. Uh, yes. Sport again. Pacer, mm-hmm. Telkel, who uh, must be... Made up name yeah. of a thing that sounds realistic for a TV show. Acronis, which I believe is again, a, what a disease. Again, could be anything. A disease I, of the scrotum, I think, isn't it? It's that restaurant next to the post office, isn't it? Just oh, Mr food. Jones, I see you've got a bout of Acronis again. Take this lard and rub it in. Orange Bus, mm-hmm. we can only imagine what that is. Pirelli, of course, Ravenol. Sounds like Vaseline or something. Yeah, it? it's got to be an anti-inflammatory or, cream, isn't it? Who knows? Or Ravenol, perhaps it's a crow repellent of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> who are the, the world doesn't seem to be big enough to have all of these businesses in it who can spaff <laughs> their money on F1 teams. I'm going to look up Ravenol. Ravenol. And Univa. That's another generic business name. They're great, aren't they? No, they make oil. Ravenol. 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 Go oh, raving. Oil. Rub this oil. Do the problem with all this? Super lubricant. Super They spend all this money promoting themselves on these things. And it's amazing how you don't know about these things. And I'll give you another example. I discovered, how are we saying it now? Petronas. Petronas. Petronas have different brands of oil that they make. And I was looking at their website about this. And there was one of the names and I recognised it. And I looked at it and I went, hang on a minute. They make oil that is endorsed by Fiat. And we had a Fiat 500 for like five years. And every time I checked the oil, there was a little sticker that had this brand on it. Uh-huh. And I had no idea it was that made was by Petronas. Petronas. Yeah. Really? That's intriguing. So it really doesn't cut through. Mm. Well, they've come a long way, Petronas, when they used to sponsor Sauber in their early years, haven't they? Their suppliers at Racing Point include 3D Systems, Condico. I love this made up name. Yeah. G Technic. Hack It. Mm-hmm. They make jackets, don't they? Clear clothes and stuff. iTech. Made up. RNT. Could be anything. SAS. Could kill people. Airlines. Oh, that one. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> birth Helmets. STL, no. which was an abbreviation of something to do with the space program. That's my full initial. Yeah, STL. What's the T stand for? Well, it's my grandmother's middle name, Therese. Therese. Yeah, I was going to say Terence. Yeah. Well, almost. UPS Direct, who do much better than UPS Indirect. They were hopeless. And VoIP. Unlimited <clears throat> voiceover internet phrase, protocol. Yeah. yeah, they're offering communication solutions to business. Hate <laughs> that. All right, going to rattle through the next one. Red Bull Racing are actually called Aston Martin Red Bull Racing Honda. <laughs> really. There's a contradiction in they, terms. There's not Honda on the end of that, is there? There isn't written down here, but I looked it up. It is actually what they're called. How very confusing. Yeah, it is. Mm. Honda insists on it, of course, because they don't pay for the engine, so they uh, have to have the name in the name. They should just be really, really, really pedantic and go, well, we want to decide where we put it. We're going to put it between Aston and Martin. <laughs> Aston Honda Or you Martin. can't have any more engines. They should be called Red Aston Honda Bull yeah, Martin we, we want Honda to appear five times in the name. <laughs> you're getting no more or you're going to have the rubbish ones. Their other sponsors include Rausch. What is Rausch? Do we know? Well, Rausch spelled that way, 
I don't know. I thought it was Roush, as in like the people who tune Mustangs and things and do sort of prototyping for the car. I thought it was a fall track. Roush Rumble. Honda sponsor, of course. Mobile One, SO. Mobile One and SO, they all part of the same group, probably. Exxon Mobile, yeah. Yeah. Tag Hoyer Citrix. You know what? Roush's furniture. What? Oh, no, wait, hang on. There's different ones coming up here. Oh, are they called Roush? Yeah, no, Roush. Roush. Okay, Roush Company is an Austrian beverage company. Austrian beverages. They would be being an Austrian firm, of course. Yeah, okay, yes, yeah. from Milton Keynes. Oh, okay. Well, that's all uh, Citrix, which is either a business firm or an artificial orange flavour. Siemens, which is either computers or we something to do with sex. Sorts, they? Yeah. Yeah. HP. A few printers in there. Oh, no, they've got HP, HP as well. Thank God. Their <laughs> printing needs are met. AT&T. He knew that AT&T even still existed. They're massive, aren't they? Yeah. Well, they are in the US. I thought they were called I don't something else they're... now, though. IBM, probably yep. supply a printer or yeah, a bit a of computer. Yeah, couple of printers out of them, yeah. And W66.com. What could that be? What would W66 be? W66. W66. What does your imagination tell you W66 could be? Well. Are you looking this one up, Sarah? Okay, yes, I'll have it. W- W66.com. Who are they? It sounds like it could just be the road from Munich to Frankfurt yeah, or something. This is defaulted to a... It's virgin, a virus warning. Virgin media, yeah, it's a virus warning. Virus warning, okay. Media well, virus safe settings have been blocked this site. Maybe it's a porn site. Oh, look. <laughs> but this says Force India. Well, who are we talking about now? We're talking about oh, Red oh, Bull. Yeah, that page is gone. W66 expands F1 interest with Aston Martin, Red Bull, Honda, Aston, Honda, Honda, Honda. Asian <laughs> online gaming provider, W66.com. Uh, gaming, that's why you couldn't get through. the partnership right. with Aston, Honda, Martin. So there we go, they're gaming. Thing. Right, you got a gaming block wow. on your phone. Yeah, why did you get yeah. blocked that? It could be that they also do like really strong pornography or something. <laughs> Latoto. Their other suppliers include Puma, Dita Eyewear. Oh, I went to school with her. <laughs> And Pirelli. It's all Pirelli. Everyone's sponsored by Pirelli. The Renault F1 team, who are called the Renault F1 team. Castrol are their main sponsor. They're not that visible on the car, if you think no, about it. Not. Don't even see the Castrol colours on the car. It's all black and white, isn't it? The uh, sponsor logo. Other key partners include Infinity. Really? What's mm. the point of that? RCI printers? I had a touch of that when I did too much of the same thing over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Map Frey, Richard? Map Frey. Thank you. <laughs> Don't know what they do, can't remember. And South American BP Car Ultimate. Insurance, I believe. BP Ultimate, who are much better than BP Pen Ultimate. That mm. wasn't as good. Really wasn't. Euro Data Car, Bell and Ross. Sounds like watches. printing. Oh, no, that's watches. They are you sure? Yeah, yeah. They make, I thought they, they were paint, posh paints for Victorian hair. Yeah, they make those big um, square. You'd know them if you see them because you see really? them around. They're quite distinctive watches. I look it's at them sometimes and go, ooh, they're quite nice. And then sometimes I think they're incredibly naff. Mm. My old exec producer at Top Gear bought one, but he bought the Stealth Edition. It was a black watch with a black face, black numbers and black hands. You could not tell the time on it. <laughs> really? Yeah, black, we used to, we used to delight and go, hey, Andy, what's the time? And you go... <laughs> <laughs> Tmal, T-M-A-L-L, who I believe was a wow. member of Kajagoogoo, wasn't he? I don't know. Yeah. This is an interesting one. One of the sponsors of the Renault team is listed as Genie, spelt G-E-N-I-I. Now, Genie owned the yeah. team that is now Renault once upon a time. And mm. I just get the feeling that when you see these people still involved... That was part of the settlement. They couldn't actually afford to pay them. They said, we'll keep your name on the car for five years. I could be guessing. Mm. 3D systems, much better than 2D systems. Not as good as 4D systems. They're great. Boeing. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a good sponsor. Mm. Boeing, that's a useful sponsor. I'm sure they bring a lot of useful... It's a bit of one-upmanship as well. Well, you've got Bombardier or you've Mm -hmm. got Lear. Well, we've got the people who make the... 
long jumbo jet, right? <laughs> You'd have to be a private jet nonsense. Mind you, some of their 737 yeah, stuff has been mm. poor recently, hasn't it? Breton sponsor Renault. Now, uh, let's hope so. Elysium. Wasn't that a movie, a bad science fiction movie? Something called Plus GF Plus. No idea. That sounds like a sun cream. It does sound <laughs> like a sun cream. <laughs> or a girlfriend who you want to keep on Tinder or something. GF Plus. Like She's the GF Plus. Yeah, GF Plus. I'm taking her. Yeah. Siemens again. Oh, and their suppliers, Alpine Stars, nice race suits. Pirelli, of course. Lecoq Sportif. Well, it is Renault. Oz Racing Wheels and Renault Pro Plus. Try saying that with my lisp. What is that? Tablets that keep you awake when you try and drive a Renault. There you go. Toro Rosso. Red Bull Toro Rosso Honda, to give them their full name. Their main sponsor, Red Bull, of course. Other key partners, Honda. My World. Don't know mm. what that is. Got to be a travel company, isn't it? Mm. Pirelli. Siemens. Again, Randstad. They're a I recruitment feel like I company, aren't they? Randstad. Are they sound like they're a recruitment? I think it was a BBC Saturday afternoon sports programme. Hello, I'm Frank Boff. Welcome to Randstad. Randstad. Uh, yeah, global recruitment leader. Hey, yeah. pow, pow. your business knowledge. Red Bull Mobile. Really? What? Red Bull Mobile? Maybe that's where they're getting their income from, not the old energy drink. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even realise Red Bull was a mobile. Maybe in Austria it's a mobile, or Italy it's a mobile. Phone network for people who talk incredibly quickly and at great length. (laughs) And their suppliers include Rydal, don't know, Ediface Casio, which, of course, uh, big watches, who Casio were sponsors of Red Bull, and now we're doing Toro Rosso. Which leaves the last team for sponsors. Their main sponsor is Rocket. The team is Williams, so they're called Rocket Williams Racing. And the Rocket deal, signed in 2019, don't know how long it's going to last. I think they're quite a good signing for a sponsor. They're spending quite a bit of money here, there and everywhere, Rocket. It's not going to look as good as Martini did on the car, which was beautiful. But, you know, it's an interesting name. Imagine a team called Rocket Williams Racing. Sounds good, doesn't it? Rocket Williams Racing. If you, I don't, They might have fixed this by now, but when they announced that, if you Googled Rocket, spelt the way it is with an IT at the end, in the UK, the first thing that came up was a clothes shop in Camden Town in London. Wow. <laughs> Not the telecoms giants that we've been led to believe are sponsoring Williams. So I'm sure they've got their SEO sorted out by now. Let's Shall I have a look, actually? Go on. Go on while we're talking, doing it. Do yeah. In the meantime, their other key partners are Rexona. Sure. To be certain. Orlen? What's Orlen? We don't know. What uh, the? It's not got any better. Really? What happens when well, you search when Rocket? You just Google it on a phone. The first thing it comes up with is Rock It. It thinks you put a typo in, which is an IT security service. The Rocket Bar and Restaurant. It's ah. a steakhouse in London somewhere. Imagine and Rocket being... Event Production, which is an AV hire company. <laughs> so that's all good. But then the first thing that comes up is Rocket. Spelt the same way. Portable baby rocket for pushchairs, strollers, buggies and prams. Well, didn't Claire Williams have a baby recently? I wouldn't I be surprised if it was, actually. And then yeah. you've got Rocket, which is IT support in London, South Wales and Manchester. And then vintage clothing from Rocket in Camden Town. It doesn't come up. It's not that Rocket. I don't think they want people in Britain to know about them. Their other sponsors include Acronis. Isn't that um, one of the teams We've in... heard them already. They're made up. I think they're one of the teams on The Apprentice, aren't they? Problem. Probably. Hello, I'm Dave from Team Acronis. Mm. Omnitude. That's the Omnitude is very apprentice. (laughs) Sofina. Sofina. I think that might be a Polish company that Kubitz has brought. Mm, Sofina. Sofina. But it could be anything, couldn't it? I mean, it could be laundry. Oh, Sarah, your cheeks are so soft. Yes, Gareth, that's because I use Sofina. There you go. (laughs) Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Sofina. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, hang on. Right, yeah. Safina. Go on. I'm sorry. Just give me a second. F*** <laughs> off. <laughs> I hate this business bollocks. What is it? Safina. Purpose and patience. Our goal at Safina is to create economic value with a human face. What does this mean? We believe entrepreneurs became successful because, oh my God, it's a holding company. Of, I don't know. Belgian <sighs> holding company. A Belgian <laughs> holding company. Ah, that's great. They're a Belgian investment company listed on the Brussels Stock Exchange, supportive partner of entrepreneurs and families managing growing companies. So these are the companies that own the companies. Yeah. Okay, NetJets. Yep, private jet hire. Symantec mm. again. Oh, no, yeah, we haven't had them before, but Symantec, we know what they do. Tata. Communications, isn't it? They're, they're, oh, they're Tata on, Communications. They're on, they're on not, yeah. Car as well. Fails, is that how you'd say that? I feel like I should know this one. What do they do? Yeah, familiar to me as well. I, I think they were an alien racing Doctor Who, weren't they? The Thales or the Fails? The Daleks' worst enemies, they I think, were the Fails, weren't they? Aerospace to bird, bird. Aerospace. Well, it said from aerospace to something else, didn't it? Thales Group. They're a group. It's a French multinational company that designs and builds electrical systems and provides services for aerospace, defence and transport and security. And William's other sponsors include DTEX. Made up, mate. Yes. Mm. Michael Keynes. Michael Keynes? Yeah, Yeah. with an extra S. Well, not according to Williams. There are now more than one Michael Caine, and they call them Michael (laughs) Keynes. He merged with another Michael Caine to form the Michael Caines group. (laughs) Now they invest in other Michael Caines. I'm just looking at DTEX, and it's just because a page of biz bollocks. I can't even be bothered to read it. We love biz bollocks. And their final sponsor is Geospatial Insight. We're not even going to bother looking just at that. Just sounds so much. I feel together. like if you walk into the home with one paddock, you'll be able to meet all these crazy types. All the yeah, just go, <laughs> just like, go to an airport, and you'll see all their stupid adverts. Yeah, I work for Geospatial Insight. Yeah, I work for DTEX. Do yeah, you? What's I, your advert like? Is it a, yeah, basically a stock footage ad photograph? <laughs> How two people shaking hands. We're looking to business develop your business. Yeah, we can develop your business too. Williams suppliers are Alpine Stars, Cybex, which again are another alien race from Doctor Who, pretty sure of it, and the ubiquitous Pirelli. And we wow. wish them well. All of them. Really? Can someone get some more interesting sponsors than that, please? Who would you have as a sponsor? Who would be your number one sponsor, Richard? Who would you have? Apples. You can't beat an apple? Apples. Yeah. Everyone likes apples, and yeah. they're good for you as well. There you go. Apples. International Apples Limited. That's a nice company. I'd buy into that. Sarah, yeah, who would you... Is it the computer people? No, just apples. Just apples. Here, have one. I've got loads in a bag out of the back. Yeah. Who would you have as your number one sponsor? I don't know. I'd have, I'd have to put some thought into it, but off the top of my head, I mean, I wouldn't shy away from maybe like an airline company, but a travel would probably... That would work, handy. yeah. Upper class travel. Something like that. Yeah. Toilet paper, I'd have. <laughs> Toilet paper. Toilet paper. <laughs> People would appreciate how valuable that is then, wouldn't they? Andrex. You know what? It is really. I mean, everybody needs toilet paper. You'd market to the millions. Everybody needs Very toilet paper. Smart. Unless you haven't got a bum. <laughs> we now return to Gareth Jones in a Lexus LC500H, heading north on the M6 motorway. There's a great tradition on Gareth Jones on speed that when you get to the Midland Expressway, you have to accelerate the car so you can record the sound of the engine. It's about the only place you can go from 0 to 70 in about five seconds. So that's what I'm doing now. Let me get my card out.
there's a transit in front of me and it's moist underfoot so let's see how this goes a bit of sliding around there. Oh, I didn't close the window either. I'll do that. Yeah, it makes a buzzy old sound, doesn't it? That's quite nice. That's quite acceptable. It's technical, isn't it? But I'm guessing that when you go Sport Plus, it turns the traction control off. And yeah, it was a little lively then. You heard me just lift off at one point, just uh, keep everything under control pointing in the right direction so there's plenty of grunt and it's now really wet I was thinking as I was driving this car earlier on who buys this car because I reckon you've got a really narrow window of when you could get the most out of this car it's a 2 plus 2 you see so you get two adults comfortably in the front and you can get two children in the back but not children so small that they need a buggy because you can't get a buggy in the boot because it's a coupe and it's a hybrid so some of the boot space is taken up by the battery a reasonable boot but you couldn't get baggage and a buggy in there unless it was a really tiny buggy so that means if you're going to buy this car either you're going to be someone who drives this car on their own with someone in the passenger seat occasionally or you're a youngish couple with two very small children, but they can't be more than, what, 14 years old, 13 years old, because there isn't leg room in the back. But little ones, you know, eight-year-olds, six-year-olds, five-year-olds. So probably the window is sort of six to 13. If you've got two children between the ages of six and 13, you could just fit them in the back. I thought, right, and why youngish? I didn't say a young person, because I think older people tend to buy Lexus, don't they, in this country? People tend to buy Lexus when they've got a bit of money, and you don't find many wealthy young people these days because of the cost of property. So, you know, you've got to be a bit older before you can spend this kind of money on a car. And as I pulled up on the services on the M6 Expressway, I pulled into a service station and there, parked just three or four spaces away from where I just randomly pulled up, was another one of these 500 hybrid in cherry red. And I went to the loo and came back and watched as a chap got in it slightly silver-haired, youngish dad. Not a very young dad, but just a few flecks of silver coming through. With his little daughter, who I'd say was about six years old. And he helped her in the back, and in he got. So I wish I'd actually recorded that. I was thinking it as I was driving. And I wish I'd recorded it for the programme before I saw that. So I could say, you won't believe what I've just seen. But please, you have to believe me. That's what I was thinking. And it was proven by the demographic today. Gareth Jones on speed. The sound of 21-inch wheels 
thrumming along the hot rolled asphalt of the A41. It's now Tuesday and I'm driving back to London in the Lexus LC500H having really enjoyed an amazing weekend in North Wales. The gig on Saturday was profound. Best word for it. Massive. If you want to come and join us next year, you'd love it, man. You'd love it. It'd be fun. And then after that, I had the opportunity to swing around some quickly roads in North Wales, visiting family and exploring this extraordinary car with its 21-inch wheels. By the way, they're 245s on the front and 275s on the rear, which does make this car wider at the rear than it is at the front, which means I am yet to park it perfectly. I make full use of the Lexus parking assist, you know, the camera in the back and the yellow and blue lines that are overlaid displaying where you're going to park and what your steering angle is. And I always do my best to park right in the middle of a parallel bay or parallel to the curb, not so far away that you get your foot in the gap between the curb and the wheel of the car, not so close that you're likely to scuff these enormous wheels. So I was erring on the side of caution. Ooh, we're on some freshly rolled. Can you hear that? The gravel is loose on the surface and it's getting thrown up. Dear me, I don't want Lexus to have a car that weighs 100 kilograms heavier than when they gave it to me because it's got all this gravel stuck to it. I wonder how long this section of road is going to last. Sorry, yeah, so it's a bit of a tricky car to park, actually, and that's unusual. I'm used to driving wide cars. I've driven narrow cars. But something that's wider at the rear than at the front requires a slight mindset change. Park it from the rear. So I'm learning about that. I'm also learning about the various modes in which you can drive this car and I've spent an awful lot of time in Sport Plus, S Plus as it says on the dashboard and that's fierce, it's really 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 fierce you know you touch the throttle and off she blooming well goes, sprints away at a huge rate and I found that Sport was better for road driving rather than Sport Plus. So if you've got some really quickly roads, you can put it in Sport mode, that's perfect. And a lot of the time I spent driving this car, I drove in Eco mode, which has resulted in 34 miles to the gallon from that last tank of fuel I had. It's got an incredible range, over 500 miles, this car. So it really is a proper GT. That's really what it is. It's a long-range car. If you've got a big journey to do, you can do it because it's got the range and you'll do it economically because of that. And you'll do it ultra quietly and swiftly. I may have accidentally misled you with some figures in the early part of the programme. When I was quoting the figures for the performance or the power of this car, I think I said it was 298 brake horsepower. It feels like an awful lot more. So I reckon that's the V6 internal combustion engine producing that amount of power and I think the electric drive is in addition to that it has to be this thing is far too swift to be just 300 brake horsepower and if it is quick at 300 brake horsepower then I reckon it's because they've worked hard on the lightness on the car there are lots of aluminium elements to this car and the roof well that's carbon fiber so they have put some attention in to building a real proper performance 
futuristic techie car. I like that. Acceleration in this car is an interesting thing. I mentioned before the disconnection between the engine and the wheel speed because it has this CVT that steps five places and then each of those five places has two steps so it's giving you an artificially generated 10 speed feel from the paddles when you've got a CVT and I found if you want to drive the car fast you have to use the paddles don't rely on the software to do all the changing it won't be on it it won't be thinking as far ahead as you are that allows you to plan it's an easy car to drive smoothly, this car, and I guess that is absolute number one mission statement for a Lexus, isn't it? Smooth. And I like this because it is a performance car. It's weird. You put your foot down, you go, the engine makes a huge amount of noise, you think you're going faster than the are, so you throttle off and you look down at the speed limit and you're not going faster than you think you are you're actually going quite a lot faster than you think you are it's a curious thing to judge you have to adapt to this car and that's my final thought on this car for this program cars are adapting there was a time that if you wanted a pure sports car you bought a v8 or a v12 and you just hit the floor and the engine responded immediately and that was the speed that you were doing with the advent of the absolute necessity of having to recover energy for efficiency's sake and to reduce emissions, and because we know so much more about technology, that we have a maturing technology in hybrid drive, that sports cars now are expected, as indeed are Ferrari, to offer hybrid systems. Mercedes too, Aston Martin, Porsche. These are all companies who've explored hybrid technology. None have a greater experience than Toyota Lexus. But do Toyota Lexus do it best of all? Hmm. Jury's out on that one because I haven't driven any other performance hybrid cars other than a Lexus. So how do Lexus do it? They do it really well. They don't do it perfectly. You do have to adapt your driving for this new type of car and stop seeing the pedal as the volume control for the engine. Think of that as the, this is the speed I want to be going button. And everything else, all the other technology works in synergy, and I mean that, Toyota Lexus, because that's what they call the Prius hybrid drive, synergy drive, don't they? Because the internal combustion engine and the electric motor are working together in synergy to deliver the power to the ground. So you have to see that pedal as a command, a suggestion. I'd like to be going this quick, please. You guys work it out what you've got to do to get me to that speed. And so you have to disconnect yourself from the sound of the engine. And you just have to take more notice of the procedure of the car. And this car really does proceed well. I've had a couple of quibbles about when the power comes down, when you're not riding the pedals yourself, exiting roundabouts. It can be a bit, whoa, the power suddenly came on there and I wasn't expecting it. So you have to ride that with the pedals, with the paddles. Did I say pedals? With the paddles. You have to ride that with the paddles. And that's really important. But that makes it a driver's car. As an automated car, it's not as good as it is for a driver's car. The software, the gear changes are splendid when you don't ask a great deal of it. But if you do ask a bit much of it, it gets a little bit lumpy. It's not utterly refined. 
and seamless as it should be. It's amazing and it's probably about as good as you can get. State of the art, it really is. But we're still learning about all that stuff and how to use it. My disappointment with this car, there is only one, is that the lane control isn't as good as it is on some of the other cars I've driven with it recently who are a lot lower spec it's very adaptable you can change the settings for sensitivity whether it maintains the center of the lane or how reactive it is so I've turned it all up to full-on and it struggles to maintain a line in the center of a lane it tends to slalom left and right seeking out the limits of the lane for a while and I'd say four times out of ten it fails to see one of those lines and you have to correct it it's a slow learner and that's a bit of a disappointment because there are better systems and a car of this quality and it really is a quality car oh yeah how do you tell the quality in the car well it's the little chrome buttons on the door to show that your door's locked got a little green light with an L in it Lexus you know it's really slick. Not a little dab of cheap polyvinyl chlorate or whatever that plastic is called that they make those things from. little nub of plastic. Nothing like that, no. This is a nice bit of class. Yeah, it is a classy, classy car. And I'll finish with an observation that got me into this car in the first place. As I told you, I was walking through Islington and I saw one of these cars slink by and my head spun round. I nearly hurt my neck in the process trying to get a good look at it. And it's not just me. The number of people when I've pulled up in the car come over to me to talk about it. I pull up at lights, people cross on pedestrian crossings and they give me big thumbs up and wave. Adults, women, children, young women, nice old lady at one point who sort of give me that knowing nice old lady nod. Oh, it's lovely. Remarkable, the reaction this car gets. So well done, Lexus, for making something so very dramatic. It has all the presence of an Aston Martin and a lot more tech. Not all of it perfect, but you know what? That actually makes me like this car more than if it was perfect. An imperfect car requires involvement. And if you involve yourself in the car, you get more from it. So... Yeah, I'm getting a lot from this car. I really deeply respect it, despite its foibles. They're not faults, they are foibles. They are characteristics of this type of car. Only the lane keeping could be better. Everything else is about as good as you can make it. And it's a pleasure to drive. Did I tell you I got 34 miles to the gallon on that last tank? Did I finish that thought? Which I think is amazing for a car... Okay, it's limited to 155 miles per hour, but I'm sure it would be capable of, what, 180 if they just let this thing go. And as we come to a stop at a set of traffic lights on the A41, and the engine cuts out, and when we roll away, it's the electric motor that starts us moving. None of that awkward cough that you get from stop-start systems as engines cough into energy and then get over that initial lump. This does it the right way. The electric motor slides you away, then you sort of bump-start the ICE. So we'll have a bit of that to end this programme. Rather than ending on a lot of noise, let's end on something quiet for a change. 
I'm just waiting for the lights to change in front of me so that we can proceed quietly. I've got a Volkswagen Golf 2-litre TDI Blue Motion in front of me and a Sierra in front of that, I think, yeah. Mondeo, oops, I'm old school. Can't see where it is behind me, a silver hatchback. But here we go, pulling away quietly for the last time. And the engine cut in after we got lovely the sound of the future by the way while i've been driving this car toyota were winning the le mans 24 hours with a car which had a hybrid system and a v6 engine which i'm sure in some ways shares commonality with this thing that i'm driving so what they did was an impressive feat congratulations to them winning le mans twice uh, and I'm very pleased to hear about the hypercar rules that they're already testing their hypercar which is going to race in the 2021 season against the Aston Martin Valkyrie and maybe some others so more development to come on wonderful futuristic hybrid performance powertrains and I've enjoyed this generation I'm looking forward to exploring the next generation I was Gareth Jones this was Gareth Jones on speed Earlier on you heard Sarah Leach and Richard Porter. I'll see you again soon. To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site, follow us on Twitter, or to find out about sponsorship opportunities, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed! Speed! Speed!